mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 16, 7.5. She'll do a quarter mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower. 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. All right, we are back. Myself, Steve Horvath, Geno's Auto Service in Littleton. He's at Bowles and Platte Canyon. And then, of course, Chris from Novus Auto Glass in Fort Collins just left. So we appreciate Chris joining us today. Uh, always have a good time. So enjoy, what, what, Chris. What part of Fort Collins is he from? I forgot to ask. He is on the, i got to think about this. He is on the south end south of end. Fort Collins. Okay. So uh, that's so if you guys are up in that area, you can find him. You can also find him. Just go to the website, drive-radio.com. Somebody texted in. Tips on deer. This is after uh, riding motorcycles all over the U.S. and Europe. One thing that usually works if you see them is to hold your horn on. They sense the Doppler shift and most often bolt away. He's never tried it on a moose, though. So, uh, but you know, good you know, good just, advice. Just start honking. Biggest thing, and those of you, you know, you guys that are up in those areas, but this happens even down here in the metro areas. You really need to be paying attention and watching. And really, my dad always taught me: you always got to look at the borrow pits. Because that's where a lot of times those animals will jump out of, and you really have to be paying attention to that. Because then they can come out of absolutely nowhere. So be you know, word to the wise, just be looking off to those sides because that's where those animals typically will come from. And man, they come out just like a in a flash. Literally, they just jump out. You you think they just kind of came out of nowhere? I think they get kind of confused. Yeah. The, the the lights confuse them. Maybe that's where the horn does help. Uh, you know what? I've never really thought about it, but that makes total sense. So, yeah, I'll, I'm going to steal that. And, again, it's one of those things where at times you sort of get complacent. Mm-hmm. You don't pay attention like you should, and that's typically when those things jump out and nab you. So, yeah, uh, be careful of all animals, period, because, yeah, that's they can do a lot of damage, and they've caused – uh, lots of havoc, uh, you know, over the years. So, yeah, be very, very careful with that. Gary in Denver, you're next. Oh, hi, John. Thanks, thanks for taking hey, my Hey, you're call. welcome, Gary. Um, you know, I would never consider getting an EV because um, the lifetime cost is just so much higher than a gasoline car that, you know, that's uh, what I'm mostly interested in. But... Um, and by, and by the way, Gary, you, you are correct in something that most of them promoting and selling them don't tell you. Yeah, and uh, I've, I've listened to you long enough to know that's uh, more than the story. Uh, and, and, and as but, you know, uh, Gary, I'm, I am not, I mean, I own one. I'm not against them. I just feel like societally speaking, governmentally speaking, even on the dealership level, we just don't inform people enough of them, how they work, the good, the bad, and everything. And there are places where they work very well, but we don't do a very good job of explaining that, I don't think. Yeah, you're right. And um, something I read convinced me even more that I wouldn't be interested, and that's this. Um, You know, in the... uh, Inflation Reduction Act, they 
funded to put in, I think it was 50,000 EV stations across the country. I think you're correct on that, yes. Which is about 1,000 per state. Right. And I just, I read in the paper, they haven't opened one yet. Nope, they have not. You are correct. And so, I don't know, what do you think, I'm starting to be convinced that Trump is going to be reelected just because Biden is just pathetic. Um, what's going to happen when Trump gets in there and he pulls the plug on that construction of those EV stations? I mean, isn't that going to kind of put a big dent in the viability of EVs? I, you know, that's a good question, by the way, something I should talk about during the week. And, hey, I, I don't know, to your first question, who's going to win that? I don't know too far out yet to even make any predictions on that. I don't know even if somebody like that could even pull the plug. I think you'd have to have a restructure of that whole bill slash law, uh, you know, because it's a spending bill, Gary. You'd have to run that thing all the way back through the House. I don't think you could just pull the plug on a portion of it without going through Congress in proper channels. So that's another one I don't exactly have the answers on. I'd have to do a little research on that. I, I do think regardless of all of that, and, and by the way, a 1,000 per state doesn't even come close to what we have for filling stations uh, across the country, as you know. Uh, My feeling is, I think, and I talked about this this past week, the early adopters, folks like myself, even that wanted to learn the technology, know how they work, the ins and outs, and so on, I think those people have already bought and or rebought, and there's some used ones in the marketplace because of that, but I don't think we're going to see the growth on the EV side no matter what happens when it comes to the charge stations. The majority of people using an EV are just like myself. They're going 30, 40 miles each way to work. They buy an EV that's got 150 to 200-mile range. They know they can get by daily. They plug it in at night. It's full of charge the next day. They're not having to worry about, like myself, running around finding a charge station because, frankly, Gary, I don't need one. I can do what I need to do at home. And I think the people buying them, like myself, understand everything about that. They use it accordingly. And frankly, Gary, in my world, I don't care if they ever added another station because I don't need one. Yeah, I, I think you're right on about that. So, um, well, thanks. I appreciate the conversation. No, I no, thank you. And, and you bring up some really great points, and, and I appreciate that, Gary. And again, some of that I don't have a crystal ball on to know, but I do think as a car guy, I don't think we've explained to people well enough either how to buy an EV and the advantages of, or to those that maybe even own one, the disadvantages of. In fact, uh, we push it more of this is coming down governmentally speaking. The dealers are now required to sell a certain amount of them. Each state, well, not each state, but a lot of states like Colorado are pushing mandates on how many of these things are going to get sold and what the saturation is going to be like. And and I'll just say straight up, I don't think the saturation is ever going to get to the point that government thinks it is. Now, at some point, will it? And let me rephrase that. Will we ever get to the point on the timeline the government has set for EV saturation? The answer is no. Will we get there? Yes. Over time, I believe we actually will because people will at some point in time realize what some of the advantages are. And yes, I know there's some disadvantages as well. And yes, I know we need more infrastructure and grid and so on. And we we need that regardless of EVs anyways, by the way. But all that being said, if you use one properly, there are certain people that can use them, utilize them, I should say, and have it work very well. I'm one of them. Now, I also will tell you that, is, you know, are they for everyone? 
Absolutely, positively not. No, there are some people that just flat out will not ever be able to own one because of their particular circumstances. So, again, at the end of the day, thank you, by the way, for that. I do appreciate that uh, that phone call and those comments because it goes right along with what I talk about on a pretty much daily basis. So, yes, I appreciate that very much. Uh, text line 307 200 8222 you can call in directly by the way 303-477-5600 303-477-5600 chris by the way from fort collins novus uh told me address I, I could have looked this up myself but thank you for texting that back chris 7704 south college avenue 7704 south college avenue so like i said south end of for Collins and the number, I don't even have to give you because you can go right to the website, find it there. Just go to drive-radio.com. You'll find his number there. And also Novus of Sterling, uh, Kent and Judy up there. You can find their number there as well. All right, myself, Steve Horvath, Gito's Auto Service. We'll come right back. If you've got questions for us, lines are open, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Something really cool happened in 1975. And no, it wasn't the beginning of the disco era. Congress passed the Magnuson-Moss Act. You don't have to take your vehicle back to your dealer to keep your vehicle manufacturer's warranty in effect. Our Napa Auto Care Center uses the proper replacement parts and procedures to keep that warranty valid. Visit our independently owned Napa Auto Care Center today. Find a store at NapaOnline.com. Napa know-how! You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to findashop.com. Are you in the market for a reliable car that won't break the bank? Drive Radio sponsor, Ridgeline Auto Brokers specializes in quality used cars that cost between fifteen dollars to $25,000, making them a great option for first-time drivers or anyone looking for a good deal. They pride themselves on providing a transparent and hassle-free car buying experience. That's why at Ridgeline, they never charge a dealer fee. Plus, all vehicles are inspected by Legacy Automotive, a Colorado Select member and sponsor of Drive Radio. For a limited time, they are offering first-time customers the first oil change for only $1. 
Every car comes with a 30-day warranty, with the option to purchase a service contract. And at Ridgeline Auto Brokers, there are competitive financing options to fit your budget. If you cannot make it to the dealership in person, there are videos of all Ridgeline cars for sale on their website at RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Call today at 303-442-4141 to schedule a test drive or visit RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Ridgeline Auto Brokers, the smartest way to buy a car. We are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for listening, by the way. We appreciate it very much. Bob and Centennial, what's going on? Uh, I've got a question about uh, taillight on a Subaru 2008 Subaru Outback. Okay. The taillights uh, don't come on, but the brake light, it's all one bulb, brake light, taillight. Right. But the brake light comes on. And um, I'm just wondering what's going on that the taillights don't come on. I put new bulbs in. Do you have marker lights around the rest of the vehicle? In other words, when you're when you turn the you know when you turn your lights on, do you have front marker lights, back marker lights as well? Uh, I think so. I'm not sure. Okay, you need to check that. And where I'm going with this, and Steve knows where I'm headed. If if you don't have other marker lights lighting up, then we've got a problem coming out of the switch, and they're just not being turned on, which is a different problem than say a bad bulb. But if you know. The way those work is they're a dual filament bulb, so your taillight should light up. When you hit the brake light, it turns one on, or it actually doesn't even turn one off. It just makes the other one brighter. That's where you see the brake light, but the other light is still on. Oh, okay. Well, I think the marker lights are on. I'm not sure. I'd have to check it. But, yeah, you need to double-check that. And, and, again, Bob, the reason I ask is if we don't have marker lights, then we have no power going to all of them and we need to figure because it's rare that all marker light bulbs will go out at the same time you're, you're you know i've seen a couple go bad maybe at one time but you're not going to have them all go out at the same time uh now if you've got marker lights that means those are powered up the next thing to do of course is you know in our world we take a test light and check to see do we have power at that socket for that bulb to light up in the first place but i mean the brake light comes on and that's in the same bulb yeah but it's a different circuit even though you have you have two different bulbs, but you have two different power sources. Two circuits. Two circuits. So you have you have power that's coming from your step when you step on the brake, and you have power coming from the headlight switch. The, the headlight switch, and one uh-huh. ground. That's right. <laughs> yeah, one, one ground for the whole system, but but two circuits. Two circuits. To, to Steve's point, Bob, one's running the marker lights, and one is when you step on the brake light or the brakes. The brake light switch is energized. That sends power to that other portion of the... Again, it's a dual fill. If you look at the bulb, there's two terminals at the bottom of the bulb. One is running right. the marker circuit. The other is running the brake circuit. Okay. Filament, or I should say it's, it's dual filament. One is running one filament. The other is running the other filament. One is running the taillight. One runs a taillight filament, which is dimmer. The other runs the brake light filament, which is brighter. And if you look at the bulb itself, you'll notice there's two filaments. One's smaller, one's larger. The larger ones run the brakes. Okay. So if the marker lights are coming on and the brake lights are coming on, but the tail lights are not, then is it a circuit problem? or you could be the socket itself. It could be a wire to that, something along. I doubt it's a ground because your brake lights work, and they're all running off the same ground. So most likely there's something in the circuit going to those rear lights that are a problem. Okay. And yeah. I, I would double-check well, your fuses. There probably is a fuse for those. Probably. Should be. But 
Uh, you know, Absolutely. separate for the back. The but front, usually, but... and then I don't know on a Subaru, but normally those are all routed through the same fuse that run dash lights and everything. So do you have dash lights? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Again, and, and again, not always. I'm, 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 I don't know that Subaru end of things like I do some of the other makes and models. But to Steve's point, yes, first off, check all fuses. Okay. All right. Okay, but, but if well, you, but, but, you know, and, and if you've got a test light, you know, you can always, in your case, don't you need two people. You can tech, you can check the marker side of that socket. Just take the bulb out and get a test light and check it. It's real easy. Okay. And if it's not lighting up, which most likely if there's a good bulb in it, but I, again, I'm always just as a technician, take the bulb out, take a test light, check each circuit, make sure we've got it lighting up correctly. Not that I don't trust bulbs, but you know, sometimes sockets can be weird and different things can happen and they don't make the right connection. And so I always want to check at the socket, do I have power? Okay. Because if I don't, that's what we're going to try to fix for, or that's what we have to fix first. Okay. All right. I don't know how that would go out, but I guess there's different oh, ways. Oh, <laughs> over the years, I mean, Bob, in this day and age, uh, it could be a rodent chewing through a wire. There's all sorts of things that can happen in today's world. Okay. Now, especially on foreign cars, rabbits wreak havoc underneath the cars. He seemed to like the, the wiring. Has yes. A, uh, a, a soy. It's got a soy-based uh, uh, coating on the wiring, yes. Okay. And, man, they got teeth like awesome. razor blades. They'll stink and chew through those things. Like, And what's weird, Bob, I've seen them just chew in a loom and only hit two wires out of the entire loom, and I don't know how that happens. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. That would be strange. Oh, I've uh, seen it, yeah. and so has Steve. Steve. Steve's over here agreeing yeah. with me because he's see, I don't know how those boogers do what they do, but they do. Okay. So, again, I've, I have seen through the years all sorts of, you know, you call it weirdness, but it's just the way things are sometimes. The other thing, by mm-hmm. the way, that can happen, and this is why this is a big no-no for everybody listening, different times through a car's life, sometimes people will probe wires mm. with, the, with the prick point of the test light, and then it puts a little pinhole, and it puts a hole in the sheathing for the wire, you know, for the coating of the wire, and over time, salt, mag chloride, things like that will get in there and corrode those wires, or in this case, one wire, and just that one wire can go bad. Those are other explanations that happen over the years, Bob. No. So you never okay. know. No. Sounds bizarre, but I guess I just have to check things out. Yeah, when it comes to electrical, it's, it, you know, I always look at electrical like plumbing. The, you know, in this case, the water's flowing out of the battery under the hood, running through all of the different circuitry or the plumbing of the car, and, you, and it's DC, so it's direct current. We're just trying to figure out where is it stopping. Yeah, okay. All right, well, it should be interesting uh investigation here. Well, I hope that gives you a few little tips to look at. I mean, with that info, you yeah. ought to be at least get started. Yeah, appreciate it. You're very All welcome, right, well, Bob. I appreciate it. Enjoy enjoy your show. Thank you, Bob. I appreciate it. And, and I, I know that's hard, folks, to explain, you know, electrical things over the phone. But, Steve, it really, I always looked at wiring much like it, there are electrons flowing down, a, you know, especially on direct current, it's electrons flowing down a wire. Where are they stopping at? Yep. And, you know, what's causing that stoppage? You know, either... Either we've got, in some cases, that can go direct to ground, which typically then blows a fuse, but I've seen wires that break. You know, like I just said, they can get a little pinhole in it from somebody testing the wire, animals, you name it. Especially, well, on, on his case, you know, in the back where they're both not working. On other cars, I would think, you know, sometimes they wire in that trailer 
That know, too. You know, but that's another one to look at. at. Subaru, I don't know if they would put that. Bike racks, yeah, things bike, like that. You know, they put different things. Extra thing. Yeah. You got it. Anything yeah. can happen along those lines. Dan and Monument, you're next. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, Dan, go ahead. Okay. A uh, couple of quick questions. When do you normally, how do you tell if you need to replace shocks and struts? It's a good. It's a good question. It is because they wear out over time. Just you and, know, and they go slow. Exactly. It's not an overnight thing. Yeah, a, I, I, generally, yeah. the bounce test was our original way. But all, the other, what we look for mostly now is, are they leaking? Because they'll start leaking yeah. along long long before you start feeling them. And, and once they leak, then that oil, of course, which is part of the way they absorb. Uh, you know, they go through the valving of the shock absorber. It's hydraulic, Dan. And when the hydraulic fluid's gone, well, then they just don't. They're not effective any longer. If you were doing it on a preventive measure, I've got an RX three fifty, a Lexus, okay. over a hundred hundred and two thousand miles on it. Would that be something you would do? I, I personally would not sell it yet until I saw something. Honestly, okay. um, and right. uh, there's so many different things. Like you live in Monument, so you maybe you're on a few more dirt roads, those kind of things. Uh, so yes, you, you might be due where somebody who lives here in Denver may not be. May not be. So, on the same token, Dan, that's where a good shop, you know, Steve is one of those, where they can actually look at it, they perform some tests. You you know, you can still do some ballast testing, even driving. Sometimes a technician, you know, myself included, you can just hop in a vehicle. And I'll be honest, Dan, sometimes I'm driving down the road, and I'll tell my wife, that car needs shocks. I mean, I'm just looking over at how the wheel's responding as it's going down the road, and I'm like, that thing needs shocks. I can just look at it from, from how it's driving, and how in the world they're driving it, I have no idea. But a lot of this, Dan, is just experience and feel as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it it feels good, and uh, there are no leaks, so I'm not just hold off. But I just didn't know. Yeah, you know, you know, and tip, really quick, typically as as people drive vehicles, the longer you drive, and as Steve said, this is a gradual thing that happens on suspension to where you really don't know it's bad. It's sort of like a windshield. We had Chris on from Novus up in Fort Collins. It's sort of like a windshield that gets all pitted up over time. You get a pit, and then another pit, and another pit, and pretty soon it's all pitted up. You look in the sun, there's all this glare. You put a brand new windshield in, it's like, holy cow, I forgot what this thing was like. You know, looking out through a clear windshield. Suspension can very much be the same way. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one last question. Got a new vehicle. It's a GM. It's got 6.2 liter. Okay. Uh, Mobile One is what I've been using. Uh, Fine. Every 5,000 is what I'm going to do. You need to go down on this one. It's a 6.2. How new? Brand new? Yes. Cylinder deactivation, I assume? Yep. Uh, yes, you need to change every 4,000. 4,000? Yes. Okay. And uh, MOA? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how often 44K? Oh, and that truck, uh, it's not... It's not a direct injection once, uh, I don't know, once every other oil change, it'll be fine. Yeah, okay. You'll be fine right. with that. Thanks a lot. But, yeah, yeah and really quick, Dan, I want, if everybody else listening, the reason why in your case that's a little different than other vehicles, the ports in the lifters that run the cylinder deactivation are so small that it's imperative you keep the oil clean. When you read all these stories about people having GM engines with cylinder deactivation problems, nine times out of ten it's from lack of maintenance, not because of the fault of the engine itself. Okay. All right. And if you're not if you're not putting four thousand miles a year on, what do you do? Twice a year, change your oil? No, once a year is fine. Once a year would be great. Yeah, yeah annually would be fine. Yeah. You're, I have vehicles just like that that you're talking about. It's a once a year thing. 
Yeah, okay. You'll be fine. All right. You have a good weekend. Hey, Dan, Enjoy. thank you. Great questions, by the way. I appreciate that very much. Dave in Colorado Springs, you're next. Hey, I bought a ES300, uh, an O uh, three, and it's only got 26,000 miles on wow. it. Wow. And I was looking at the oil deal on it, and I can't find the energy-saving oil, the stuff with the green label. Is it... Can I just run regular mobile one in it? On that car, yes. Just make sure it's the correct weight for what the car requires. I don't remember back then what they required. Right. It's probably 1030, but I don't remember. Um, Toy Exus, by the way, and great new sponsor of ours who's who's, uh, down in downtown Denver. Dave, on that car, if you've got any kind of question at all on what to do with it, even though you're in the Springs, just call them. They'd be more than happy to tell you what you need to do. They're a new sponsor of ours. That's their expertise is the Toyota Lexus brand. They do some Honda work and, and some other foreign cars. No Nissan for everybody listening. But, Dave, they're they're the guys to call on that. Anything that car needs, they're the place to call because that's really their their line. It's their specialty and what they do. Toy Exus, the name says it all. You know, Toyota Lexus. You can find them at drive-radio.com as well, Dave. Great. Yeah, I love the car. It's, oh, that's a great car. Like One of my favorites of all time. It's it's like brand new. I mean, awesome. Where did you how, where did you find that car with that kind of miles? Well, I've been looking for my mom. It's actually my mom's car. She got broadsided and totaled her other car. Okay. And I looked for like a year, and I mean everywhere. I looked in every state around us. I looked everywhere, and one day I seen it at a lot, and I went in there and said. And I'm done looking. Wow. What do you want for it? <laughs> wow. Nice. Nice. So that's, that's Toy Lexus? Toy Exus. Oh. Just take the L out. Toy Exus. They can't have the L in there, of course, for, you know, copyright, you know, trademark uh, ends of things. But Toy Exus, Dave. Cool. Sounds good. Thanks All right, Dave, thank you. No, they'll take great care of you. And I, yeah, I need to add that in. They're a great shop, uh, new to us here, not new to me. I've been uh, coaching uh, Paul, who's the owner there, for a while now, and just a great guy, and he wants to advertise and be a part of what we do here and, and, and listens all the time. So, Paul, if you're listening, thanks for all you do. By the way, we appreciate you. He's got a great facility, great guys, great shop. They take great care of their customers. Uh, anything you need, it's Toy Exus. You can find them at drive Radio. We'll be right back. KLZ 560. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. 
The friendly folks at your local Napa Auto Care Center appreciate their customers, and they like to show it. Stop by your Napa Auto Care Center today and ask for your customer loyalty card. It has a valuable offer you can use again and again. It's their way of thanking you again and again for your business and loyalty. Find your nearest store at NapaOnline.com. Got too much debt but a low rate on your mortgage? Worried that rates aren't going to go down fast enough? Need relief now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Before your property tax and homeowner insurance goes up, we can help you lower your monthly payments, pay off your debt, and lower the amount of interest you pay. We have been changing lives in Colorado for over 20 years. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, and let our experience continue to save you money. Want to downsize but can't qualify with a current mortgage and a new one? Been told you have to sell your house for the down payment? That debt ratio is too high? We can help. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Use your equity for the down payment and debts, qualify only on the new mortgage payment, and have no more contingency offers. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. Our experience can save you money. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA, equal credit lender. Are you ready to revolutionize your ride? Look no further than Legacy Automotive Boulder, your one-stop destination for all your automotive needs. We're here to take your driving experience to the next level, whether you're an eco-warrior or a diesel enthusiast. We know you love the power and endurance of your diesel engine. At Legacy Automotive Boulder, we speak diesel fluently. Our skilled mechanics have years of experience in diesel service, repairs, and maintenance. From routine checkups to major overhauls, we've got you covered. We'll keep your diesel engine roaring with efficiency and provide you with the exceptional service you deserve. But that's not not all. Legacy Automotive Boulder offers a range of services for all types of vehicles. From oil changes to brake repairs, tire rotations to transmission maintenance, we're here to ensure your ride performs at its peak. Our state-of-the-art facility is equipped with the latest diagnostic tools so you can trust our experts to accurately diagnose and fix any issue. And did we mention our commitment to satisfaction? At Legacy Automotive Boulder, we pride ourselves on delivering a five-star experience. From the moment you step through our doors, our friendly staff will greet you with a smile and provide personalized attention. We believe in transparency and integrity so you'll always know what services you need and why your satisfaction is our driving force so why wait experience the legacy automotive difference today just go to legacyautoboulder.com to book an appointment whether you're an ev enthusiast a hybrid aficionado or a diesel devotee we're here to keep you on the road with confidence legacy automotive boulder where expertise meets excellence have you ever thought about owning a classic car hot rod older truck or an out of the norm vehicle Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. 
By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679 and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. Are you looking for a healthcare provider who truly cares about you and your well-being? Look no further than Castle Rock Cryo, IV and Integrative Healthcare, where Dr. Scott Faulkner is ready to provide you with top-notch care. Colorado raised since 1968, Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. At Castle Rock Cryo, IV, and Integrative Healthcare, you'll experience a competent, friendly, and efficient staff that puts your comfort and care first. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he only uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today. I had a question come in on a crossover to buy. So hang tight. That's Chris and Arvad. I'll get to that in a moment. Bob's got a story for us, though, before that. Go ahead, Bob. Hi, guys. Hey, you was talking earlier about electrical wiring yes. and vehicles. I thought maybe you might like to hear a funny story. Let's I don't hear know it. if you've heard this before. Okay. So a few years ago, um, about 4.30 in the morning, um, had a friend come over, and we was going to go ice fishing up at Granby. And backed the truck into the driveway and up underneath the trailer and told my buddy, I said, just go ahead and lower it down on the ball and and plug it in and we'll be out of here. And I come back out and he had that all done and uh, got in the truck, started up and went around to check the lights. And I mean, there's nothing. There's there's no marker lights, brake lights, taillights, anything. Gotcha. And got out of got out of test light and checked. And there's there's no juice anywhere. Checked it all the way up to the plug to the truck, and at the truck, I had power, but there's nothing from that point on back. So I said, what the heck? So I wired a bunch of trailers. I had a bunch of wire. I just got mad, cut out all the wires, rewired the trailer, put it back together, and still nothing. And I went, what in the world's wrong with this? And by now, I'm getting really upset. Sure. Put the wheel back down. Cranked it down, lifted up the tongue of the trailer, reached down inside where the ball goes to just pull the trailer over the side, and my hand slipped out of there. And I thought, what in the heck is this? And I looked, and it's got axle grease in it. Uh-huh. And I looked, and I said, John, I said, did you put grease in here? And he says, well, yeah, Bob. He says, I got to look, and he says, that ball looked like it was a little rusty. I thought that would keep it from rusting. Kept he it from grounding. Yep, it sure did. So anyway, after I didn't kill him, but we didn't get out of there in time to go fishing. So, (laughs) yep, that's a good story. Yeah, well, I about went nuts because I'm thinking I'm pretty good with wiring, but what in the world is wrong? Yep. (laughs) All right, all right, guys. Good story. No, Bob. Thanks. Good story. Appreciate it. All right, Chris Nevada. We got time to do this before our next break. Looking for a new crossover. 
Priority priority number one is comfort. Narrowed it down to, there's a list here that we'll get into. Appreciate your suggestions and recommendations. So here's the list. Now, I'll make sure I give the caveat. These are not all similar vehicles. There are some differences, and I'll get into these as we go through this. But number one being comfort is what he says he wants. Acura, either MDX or RDX. Mazda CX-50 Turbo. Great car, by the way. Infiniti QX55, Lexus RX350, staple in the SUV world, started that whole world anyways back in the day. Honda CRV, Honda Passport. Um, okay, so I if you're looking for comfort, there's already two out of that list. Actually, probably three out of that list I would already remove. Honda CRV and Passport. As far as comfort goes, if you're looking for luxury, that's not it. Okay, so I would wipe off the CRV and the passport right off the top. I'm not a big fan of the CRV period because of the CVT transmission. That's just me personally. Some don't have a problem, but that's not my favorite car because of that. Acura uh, RDX is the small SUV, so it's really not even the same as the MDX. If you're looking for comfort, you got to go larger and do the MDX. So again, I would take the RDX out of that. So now we end up with the MDX, the Mazda CX-50. The Infiniti QX55 and the RX350, which are all pretty comparable cars. Now, out of that list, that's a tough call. I would eliminate the Infiniti QX55, mainly because I don't particularly care for that particular car in and of itself. I've reviewed that car of late. I think it's a little long in the tooth. I don't care for their infotainment system. It's a very nice car, but I would eliminate it from my list because of the things I just said. So now we're down to the RX350 the CX-50, and the MDX. That's a tough choice. The Mazda probably gets the best fuel economy, the CX-50 Turbo, just because of the way Mazda's done things. It gets very, very good fuel economy. Luxuriously speaking, though, it's probably the lowest of the three. And the way I would probably rank those is the Lexus and the Honda are very close with those two cars, and they have to because they are competing literally neck and neck. The RX-350... And the RDX, or the MDX, I mean, they are literally neck and neck the way they compete. Now, all that being said, I'd buy the, I'd buy the RX. The RX. Oh, yeah. I'd buy the Lexus. Would you? Okay. Out of that entire list, if you're looking for comfort, and I'll add one more caveat to that. If you're looking for resale down the road as well, uh, now, those top three, the, the Mazda the Acura and the Lexus, they're all going to be pretty decent on the resale value, but I would venture to guess if you take really good care and keep that car top-notch, the RX is tough to beat on the resale side. So out of that entire list, and some of you probably are going to disagree with my analogy of things, but out of that entire list, I would narrow that down if you're looking for comfort and a crossover and longevity and a car that will literally run 300,000 miles plus, it's pretty hard to beat the RX350. It's a nice. What do you think? It's a nice car. No, I agree. Totally agree. Uh, and there's just a, a ride, and there's a they isolate the engine so well. There's a lot of little things that you don't realize. You don't feel like the engine's running. There's just a lot of things to Lexus that make it that way. Thank you. So, and their layout of things, the interior, the agronomics, the way you sit in the seat, uh, just that entire layout. Uh, and again, you need to go out and drive these or sit in them for yourself to really know what I mean. But just the way they handle. 
the whole interior sides of things, the the rear cargo space, even the visibility. It's the other thing that I don't mention enough when people are looking at new cars. You really have to get in a vehicle, and everybody's a little different because everybody sits a little bit differently in the vehicle. How you look out? Do you have blind spots? You know, all of those different things. If you're going to have a spouse driving it, what do they think of the vehicle? Those are all, in my opinion, very important factors when you start going through and analyzing which car should I buy, and especially if you're buying a new car. You've got a lot of options. That segment, I mean, I just rattled off what's there, f- seven cars there. That's only and, a third of them. We can throw a lot more into that because there's a lot more cars out there than just those. So that is a heavily, heavily weighted segment. Every single manufacturer out there has got product to fit into that segment, uh, rightfully so, because it is a it's a very big money-making segment for every single manufacturer that's out there so anyways that chris if it were me uh i hope that explanation is is good if you heard that i can eat you know i can email you back but if you heard that please let me know so i don't spend time typing things out and let me know that you heard that by the way john and loveland's next go ahead yeah guys i called in a couple of weeks ago about a problem that my daughter was having out of state with a uh, town and country a chrysler town and country 2016 okay uh, yeah. just just dying on a, on the highway Turns out it was uh, an, a relay, an ASR, automatic shutdown relay. Uh, sure. A- ASD. ASD, okay. And uh, I also had her not only buy the replacement relay, uh, I made sure she got some of the aerosol contact cleaner, okay. electrical cleaner, and cleaned the socket base. And since she has done that, it's been working just fine. Awesome. Great. How did they, how'd she get to that determination? Actually, it was on my end up here uh, that uh, I asked a couple of mechanic friends of mine, and one of them had uh, some experience with this, and right off the bat, he recommended replacing that relay. Nice. Good job. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah. So, very good. Thanks for all you do, guys. I appreciate it, John. Thank you very much, and thanks for giving us the solution of that as well. Bill and Lakewood, you're next. Go ahead, Bill. Hey, quick question. Uh, uh, anybody familiar with that uh, Murphy gas? Yeah. And they sell it uh, without alcohol. Without ethanol, yes. They have an ethanol-free, I right. believe, option, yes. So is it good gas? Oh, Murphy's, I yeah. I, 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 you know, personally, never bought it. We've had a lot of people listening that recommend it and have called in, and they use it in their small engines and different things. Now, Murphy's going to get bigger in Colorado. You're seeing more and more of their stations pop up. And whether they continue the trend of using non-ethanol fuel, Bill, I, I guess we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, currently that's where you buy non-ethanol fuel. So will my new cars run on that? Oh, too? sure, all day long. Okay, I was just wondering. Oh, yeah, cause, cause no problem. This, the, the alcohol is just raising havoc with my you know, my lawnmower stuff. Yeah, and, and if, if anybody's having any issues, then that's exactly what you would need to do, yes. Okay, thanks a lot. You're very welcome, Bill. And I've got an article that I just read on 9 News talking about skimmers on gas pumps, speaking of pumps. So I want to talk about that as soon as we come back. That's one of those things you need to be very careful of. So we'll come back and talk about that in a moment. Don't go anywhere. Myself, Steve, myself, Steve Horvath, Geno's Auto Service over in uh, Littleton, uh, Bowles and Platte Canyon with me today here for this last hour. Chris from Novus up in Fort Collins was with me the last couple of hours. We'll be right back, though. Don't go anywhere. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Okay, your week is crazy. Your local Napa Auto Care Center understands. That's why we're open Saturdays for your convenience. 
Get that oil change you've been putting off way too long. Be done with those squeaky brakes that are on your last nerve. We get it. Our Nap Auto Care Center is open Saturday. When you maybe don't have soccer, dance class, a late meeting at work, you name it. Call for a Saturday appointment now. Find your store at NapaOnline.com. Napa know-how! You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly? And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place. And oftentimes, things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to champ. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. Did you know that chip can be fixed? But who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972, and it still leads the industry in cutting-edge technology, backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company. While other glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all, you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. And we are back. Myself again, Steve Horvath, Geno's Auto Service over in Littleton. And uh, if you want to get a hold of, uh, of uh, Geno's, it's genosautoservice.com. And don't forget, Geno's with a J. But you can also go to drive-radio.com and find him there as well. I also need to mention ProTech. Uh, I'm going to go visit those guys actually on my way home today. They, they were on with us last week, Roy, the owner. And they do all of the everything from clear bra, paint protection, wraps, um, window tinting, you name it, they do it all. So if you've got a new vehicle or even an older vehicle that you've fixed up and done some things with and you want to get some things done to it, they do all of that, do great work. I've had a couple of different vehicles done personally uh, by them so far. And, again, they're also listed on the website, drive-radio.com. But anything you need when it comes to you either fixing up your vehicle, paint correction, you name it, they can do it all. And I highly recommend if you're going to go buy a new car, like I just mentioned, that RX a moment ago, get these things done on the front side. The value of the vehicle on down the road by protecting it today 
it all comes back to you. All the money that you spend will come back on down the road because the vehicle's in just that much better shape when you go to either sell it or trade it off that you're really not losing any money doing this on the front side. All right, card skimmers. Now, you guys are all familiar and hopefully watching for uh, people skimming for your credit card. I should explain that. What they do is, in the past, and they still do, they'll put a device, overlay it on top of where you put your credit card in the pump currently. Usually you can see that they've laid something over the top, but now what they're saying, and, and if that's there, then you just don't use that pump. Go go somewhere else. Let the attendant know. Yeah, let them know. Yeah. yeah, let them know. You want to pay inside, you can, but don't don't swipe your card outside. That's how they're skimming. They call it skimming because they'll get your number and info from the card. You still get to pump gas, but they're skimming your information off the top. Okay? And then they're going to go use that nefariously to make charges and do other things with it. So now what they're doing is they're hiding them. They're actually placing these, and I don't know how they're getting this done, but they're they're putting it now. Uh, this is Aurora Police say, this is as of yesterday, criminals have now figured out ways to install credit card skimmers inside the pump, making them nearly undetectable to the public. Police also warned that in some cases the skimmers are accompanying uh, accompanied by pinhole cameras to record the users entering their PIN number. So here's how to protect yourself. This is coming from the Aurora Police Department. Cover the keypad with your hand when you enter your PIN, if you're using a debit card or something to that nature. Use a credit card. It's easier to contest you know, fraudulent charges, which I've always said for years now on most of my shows. Put your debit card in a drawer at home and use a credit card. Quit, quit using your debit card. It's much easier that way. Transfer money from your checking account into a savings account that carries a low balance. Again, just use a credit card. Don't don't bother. Or if you want to pay cash or something like that, go inside. Okay, do, do not do that at the pump. Uh, carry a low-balance credit card for all purchases. Pay it off monthly. Yeah, that's probably a good advice, period, to do, no matter what. Link your card payments to an Apple or to an app like Apple or Google. That's the most secure way to pay because then nothing's being skimmed. You're just signaling it back and forth. And then lastly, use cash. Now, the other thing that I've learned through the years is if you do tap to pay out of your card, it's hard to skim a tap to pay as well because it's coming off the chip. There's I don't know of too many skimmers, and I could be wrong, and if somebody knows otherwise, please let me know, but I don't know too many skimmers that can use the tap to pay feature. They're literally swiping the magnetic strip is what they're pulling info off of. I don't think on tap to pay Didn't they think can about skim. That, the tap to pay so if you do That's tap great. to pay with your credit card, I don't think they can skim. Charlie, am I pretty much right on that, I believe? Yeah, Charlie says he thinks I'm right. We, He and I, through the week, read all sorts of things on these things. And to my knowledge, I don't think they can intercept that yet. <laughs> I always put a caveat in that because, yeah. man, criminals are getting sharper and sharper as time goes by. But lastly, and this thing, you know, this particular article is right. If you can pay through either Apple, Google, or a lot of stations now, I haven't talked about this ever. And I'm learning this even on my own when you go to different service stations and so on, gas stations. A lot of them now have their own app. And you can literally, before you ever get to the pump, John and Cheyenne is the one that got me onto this. You can literally, before even going to that pump, you can actually go to this app, go to the station you're going to go to, say, I want to energize, pump, whatever. And you literally can go up, pump, and once it's done, it just charges the card you have with them on file. And you're never doing anything at the pump other than what you're doing through your phone. Really? I like that one. So that's the that's other great. way to eliminate completely any kind of skimming going on is you use what you know. Bill called a moment ago, does Murphy have an app, for example? I know Come and Go 
for example, has there are two or three stations here by the or two or three of those stations by our radio station here. I know they have an app that does that. I know Shell now has an app you can do that with. So a lot of these major oil companies are giving you their own app free. You just put all your info into that app and you can pay through the app and never have to swipe your card or even tap at that point. So just be aware that these things are out there. And by the way, it's not just on gas pumps. Sure. These are these are happening in all ATM sorts of places. Yeah. Too. You want to make sure that you're hiding yourself when you're doing an ATM uh, withdrawal or something along those lines as well. Just be extremely careful and cautious. And bottom line, and I hate to say this, but you really need to be checking your credit card activity daily. I, I know that's a pain in the rear, but if it's not daily, at least every other day, you need to be looking through to see, are these charges that are coming through what I've done and are they current? Uh, there are there are uh, uh, credit card companies actually send you a text when you do charge something. Okay. Not, a, few, not, not all bad. Not all of them. Not a bad idea. But, If you've got that ability, that's something also to look at. Bottom line, we want to keep all of you guys safe, know what you're doing, and really be paying attention to, especially if you're up at a pump and you can, something doesn't look right. Even it looks like, man, this pump looks like somebody's, you know, jimmied something open or whatever. If it doesn't look right, it probably isn't. And my suggestion would be either go to a different pump or go tell the attendant, pay inside, however you want to do it. But, I I would not use that pump if something doesn't look accurate. Okay? Now, I think, personally, maybe I'm wrong, most of your higher-volume, well-lit, newer stations, I bet, have less issues with this. I'm guessing this probably applies to some of more of the, you know, and a lot of times we'll use those other stations because sometimes their fuel is a little less money. Well, there's a reason because they haven't done a lot of the upgrades to the pumps and so on. And in turn, they can sell fuel sometimes a little cheaper than you can at some of the other larger places. But again, you just have to be careful when you're looking at all those things and and really making sure that you're not going to get scammed in that process of just buying gas, which all of you listening is, is doing probably at least on a weekly basis. Some of you may be even more than once a week, depending upon how much you drive. Some of you may be every other week. But for most people, you're getting gas once a week. I know I do. I, you know, when I'm not driving the EV and I'm driving my truck, then yeah. you're getting fuel on pretty much a weekly basis. Steve, I'm guessing you're probably not much different. I'm half. I'm by okay. Every other week. Okay, every other week. So I live pretty close to work. So okay. So I'm very lucky there. But you're still buying fuel. I am buying fuel. And most people are. And if you are, that's one of the things you got to be paying attention to. The other thing, and we mentioned this during the first hour a little bit when it came to wiper blades and um, uh, windshield washer fluid and so on. Now, uh, I'll give Napa a little plug here. They sell an upgraded windshield washer fluid. It's purple in color. And if you go into the stores, you'll know what I mean by it. You'll see it. It's also got a different smell to it. Actually, smells better than the regular fluid <laughs> does. It's always funny when you turn on, you're like, hmm, that just smells pretty good. Uh, regardless, I like it better because, A, it does a little better job in the summer of removing bugs. And in the winter, it's got a lower freeze point and and does a better job of getting the grime and stuff off. So just a side note, if you want a better washer fluid, Napa sells it. It's kind of a purplish color. has a purple tint to it. Instead of the blue tint, it's purple. It's a it's about twice the money that normal you know normally you can buy windshield washer fluid for I don't know two three bucks a gallon yeah, something like that yeah. it's going to be about five or six a gallon worth every penny in my opinion 
It's not that much more money. You don't use a ton of it. And let me tell you what, on a super cold day where you're trying to see, you'll pay that two bucks at that point all day long to see better. And that fluid, it, and by the way, I think this is the other issue. I don't think you use as much. So even though you pay more per gallon because it works so much better and the solvent in it is better, you're not using as much. I don't know at the end of the day that you're really spending any more money on it. So just a side note. So anyways, Steve, thanks as always. I appreciate it very much. Uh, Guys, have a great rest of your weekend. If you're listening to a replay of this show, thank you very much for that as well. We appreciate it. If there's ever a question, you can text me, 307-200-8222. Otherwise, have a great weekend. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.